Have you ever felt stuck? You may have this idea of who you want to be, a vision of, of how you want to be used, but really you're just waiting for an opportunity. And in that waiting, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. You may be self-critical, right? I'm here to encourage you that during that time of silence, it actually could be a good thing. This is the time where you can develop. You can invest in yourself, prepare so that when that moment comes, you will be ready. In today's episode, Maturity in Obscurity, we are going to dive in on how to develop yourself and grow even in those moments of silence. Let's get into it. So I've always been very intrigued by Olympic athletes, people who will pretty much dedicate their whole entire life towards a sport, towards an event. They'll sacrifice everything from their social life to the way that they eat so that one day for one second, they could hopefully get on that podium. Malcolm Gladwell uh, in his book, Outliers, The Story of Success. And if you haven't heard of Malcolm Gladwell, I would urge you to, to look him up. He decided that he wanted to study some of the most successful people that we know in our society, right? People like Bill Gates, Tiger Woods, the Beatles. And there's this thing called the 10,000 hour rule. You've probably heard of it. And it basically says that to become a master at your craft, you'd have to dedicate at least 10,000 hours to it. Now, this is the minimum threshold of focused experience that ends up setting people apart from amateurs and the rest of the world. These are the Michael Phelps of the world that at age seven started swimming competitively and from age seven to 16 was known not to miss one morning practice, even if it was on Christmas and even if he had to sacrifice social time to, to keep his competitive edge. And by the time he competed at Sydney in 2000, he was the youngest male to make a U.S. Olympic team. You may have somebody like Simone Biles that at the age of six started training and was committed to 20 to 32 hours of practice as a child. And their parents and her parents literally created and built a gym nearby so that they could save 10 minutes of commute time. So by the time she was in her teens, she had already had 6,000 to 7,000 hours of training and we already know what, what her story is and, and how she's unfolded to be one of the most iconic gymnasts of our generation of history. These individuals were willing to make a sacrifice to be great. Now, in some sense, that differs from much of what we view society to be, right? I always say we live in a minute right society. We want success now. And if we don't get it, we become impatient and we move on to the next thing. But we have to realize that greatness takes time. My dad always used to say that if you wanted extraordinary results, you had to put in the extra. And I've learned in my life that that next role, that, that, that future that I see for myself, I've wanted it right now here at 30. But in reality, it may be 40 when I see it. 
And the question that I've had to ask myself time and time again, am I willing to put in the work in now so when that opportunity arises, I am ready? Unfortunately, when we look at social media, for example, we see fitness individuals, we see speakers, we see musicians and artists, and they have this success. They have the results that we attain, the results that we want, but we don't know the backstory. We don't know the sleepless nights. We don't know the hours in the gym. We don't know the, the amount of books and knowledge one has to attain to, to get to that level, yet we want it. And it reminds me of a, of a time where a good friend of mine asked me to work out with him for the first time. So just to give you some context, my friend D uh, is, is a legend in the local gym, right? Every person in the gym wants to look like him, wants his results. And one day we were in the sauna and he says, Nate, how can, you know, let, let's work out together. Absolutely. Why not? Right? So he says, okay, on Saturday, meet me at the gym at seven. I get there. We, we started lifting weights and, you know, kind of looking at the watch about an hour and a half goes into weights and I thought we would be finished, but he says, no, no, let's, let's go grab the jump rope and let's, let's, let's go a little bit more. And the jump rope started and, and we did an hour of jump rope. So this is two and a half hours in. I thought, okay, we'll, we'll be done. And then we went into the sauna and it was another 45 minutes to an hour. And I almost spent three and a half hours in the gym. And I realized very quickly that he put in a lot of work to get the results that he attained. And I started to ask myself, do I really want to put this much work in to look like that? And it taught me that so many times in life, we want what people have, but we're not willing to do what they do. And when we think about our dream job, our our dream home, um, ways that we can develop our purpose, whatever goal you may have, in, in theory, it seems easy, but in actuality, practically, it may take you hours to get there. And once you realize how long it may take, are you still committed to the process? If, if I were to tell you that it would take 10,000 hours for you to finally fulfill your purpose, would you continue? Even if you knew it would take sacrifice that it would be very difficult, that it would make you uncomfortable in so many ways. Would you continue that process? You know, I think about Jesus in, in, in his ministry. And when you study the scriptures, you realize that Jesus was in ministry for about three years with his disciples. Jesus lived 30 years for a three-year ministry. And in those three years, he accomplished more than any man could ever imagine. Well, let's go back. Let's talk about that. He prepared 30 years for a three-year ministry. Now, somebody who grew up in church, who was able to lead for, for 10 plus years within the small church setting, I would notice that people who came into church and who became Christians and, and were very much on fire— 
to to start, they immediately said, I want to be a preacher. I want to be an evangelist. I want to get to work. I want the microphone. Let me get up there. And they put one year of work and wanted a 30-year type of result. Let's just put it that way. But they didn't realize the amount of studying that went into it, the heart and soul that it went into the, the pastoral role of a church, the uncomfortable situations you may have with people that disagree with you. And you soon realize that what you wished for, eh, you may have, may have second thoughts. And that happens all of the time in life. We may have a dream, a vision, a thought, but once we start actually working towards it and realize how hard it is going to be to get there, we stop. We, we go backwards. We say, this wasn't meant for me. And, and, and I struggle with that, guys, because I, I, I'm noticing that this younger generation, that if, if they don't get exactly what they want in the moment that they want it, they move on. And, and they forget about the dream. They forget about the four years of education that, they, that was invested in their, in their lives. They forget about you know, the people that, that, that sacrificed to get them there, and they just, they just stop. I struggle with that. Because anything that is worth fighting for, anything that is worth it in general, is not going to be easy. I said this once and I'll say it a thousand times. When we're talking about purpose, purpose is not an easy concept. I had somebody ask me today, how do I find my purpose? How do I know what my purpose is? And you know how hard it is to, to tell them it's not an easy answer? I can't, I can't just, just give that to you. Purpose takes time. Purpose takes reflection thinking, uncomfortable moments, trial and error, failing. Are you willing to do that? I like to think that life, life is in seasons. And the older that you get, you realize the different seasons that you're in. When I, when I first started to, to preach, I used this example of, uh, of metamorphosis of of a butterfly in Greek metamorphosis, that word comes to, to transform into something new. And, and just to go, to go back on that, it, it's so beautiful to see that, that even though I had written journals upon journals of, of illustrations of thoughts, of ideas, of sermons, those, those ideas didn't come into fruition until many years later. It, it was advice given to me to write, to dream. And, and even though it may not happen now, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm here to encourage you today. Now, I, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but there may be something that, that has been in your heart 10 years ago and it still hasn't happened. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It may just mean you have to put some more work into it. Put your hands on, on, on the, on the, uh, on the steering wheel, put the hands on the toll and just continue to go and to continue to press hard and to continue to press into that purpose. So when I, 
begin to to start using illustrations and, and using metamorphosis, it took me back to third grade. And if you can remember, right, the caterpillar goes into the cocoon, the cocoon turns into a butterfly. And and I would always think of this as our, our Christian walk, right? When you first become a Christian and, and you, you know, you begin to step into your life as, as, as a disciple, you're, you're this caterpillar. And the caterpillar's job in, in, in real life is to eat as much as possible, to continue to eat and to eat and to eat. That's literally all it's good for. And for some of us, in the beginning stages of our Christian walk or even in our purpose, your job is just to fill yourself up. Get yourself motivated and excited. Put knowledge in your system. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on filling yourself up so that you could be an overflow for someone else, right? You've heard me say that many times. But there are some seasons in your life where you just fill yourself up with whatever that may be. Fill yourself up with reading, with podcasts, with, with knowledge, with uh, mentorship. But then you, you go into another phase, and that phase is the cocoon. Now, in the cocoon phase, when the caterpillar goes into the chrysalis, it is this time where that caterpillar is going to start developing the parts of a butterfly, the wings, the eyes, the legs. Some of us go in from a, an eating as much as filling, filling us up, up to a moment of silence, that in-between phase. And in that in-between phase, we're growing. We're getting stretched. We're developing new aspects of who we are. Now, now let me stop there because in that development, it, it may seem like it's easy. But many of us know growing is, is something that not only takes time, but we have those growing pains. It may hurt. It may feel uncomfortable. There's awkwardness associated to it associated to it right you're, you're still figuring yourself out learning your body and that happens in specific stages of life as well but then when you develop out of that chrysalis into that butterfly you are then transformed into something new that is what a metamorphosis means you turn it from a butterfly to a, a completely different creature you become something that you probably never thought you could be that vision that, that seemed impossible has begun to take place. But it takes seasons. It takes work. You've probably heard me say it seven times today. It takes uncomfortability. The question that I want to ask you is, in your moments of silence, when you're transitioning, are you embracing that? And are you continuously developing yourself for that future opportunity? How are you doing that? How are you investing in yourself? And I'm not just talking about once a month. No, no, no. How are you doing this daily? Because it is the investment now. It is the 10,000 hours towards your purpose that will end up blossoming into something that you never thought possible. But more importantly, like we've been speaking on these, these last two podcasts, it allows you to bless somebody else. When we're, when we're talking about purpose, we're speaking about it going beyond 
our self-interest. And that's what I want to challenge you on this week. How am I growing in the silence? Family, it is always a pleasure. Uh, Again, thank you for your support. For all of you that continue to reach out and, and tell me how much the podcast has blessed you, I ask again if if this is something that adds value, if you could subscribe, uh, you can leave a, a five star review. Please leave comments, a review as well that 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 helps other people see this podcast. But more importantly, the best way that you can support is by sharing. If you know somebody who may need this, uh, an individual who may have questions, you could always send them out to me. My info is at the bottom of the, the episode, so you can reach out and I'd love to hear from you. With that being said, God bless. Have an amazing week and we'll talk soon.